0: For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Candle Mass, everyone. So, Candle Mass, or the presentation of our Lord, is celebrated 40 days after Christmas. It coincides with the Winter Cross Quarter which is mid the midway point of winter. So today's also groundhog day. Did he see a shadow? Did he? Okay. Well, what does that mean? We have more 6 more weeks. Okay. So all these things are happening. But it's it's where the days grow longer and we have more light, right? And so theologically too for us, this is the same thing that's happening in this season. We bless the candles tonight to honor and behold that Christ our savior is the light of the world. We can also think of candle mass as a continuation of Epiphany, like the Magi following the light of Christ in the sky and knowing it would lead them to the Messiah. So do Simeon and the prophet Anna. And by the way, the song of Simeon, you guys, that was fantastic. Did that not get in your bones earlier? And the organ? I got in my feelings. That was beautiful. So beautiful. So they see Jesus as the child, and they immediately know that they've seen their salvation, that this is God with us, the light of the world, and the redemption of the people of Israel. Now, I want to lift up from this passage, in particular, the prophet Anna, and how she helps us see Christ as the light of the world and the fulfillment of Israel in our salvation history. Now, I don't know if many of y'all were here two weeks ago during the 9 a.m. service. Little Tatum, little 8-year-old Tatum, when I was giving the children's sermon, shot up her hand and said, I have a question. And she wanted to know. I was talking about discipleship and what the disciples were and everything. And she asked me, why weren't there any girl disciples? Remember that? It was shocking and horrifying <laughs> and, <laughs> and awesome all at the same time. And I was just, I was in awe of her, this little bitty scholar. She was so sharp, so intuitive. And I wish she was here, but I hope you guys know this sermon is for her and her feminist questions. Because we're going to be talking about Anna, the prophet. The Bible names a woman prophet, right? There were female prophets, y'all. It's in the Bible, okay? And one could argue that the prophets, I think, are kind of cooler than the disciples, because they, when they encounter God, they knew right away. They would name God wherever they found him. And the disciples, it took them a minute. You know, they were kind of sleeping sometimes or just not really sure. So Anna the prophet is one of the first people to confess that Jesus was the Christ. And especially that one of the first people was Simeon in a Jewish shedding in the temple. So a little background on Anna and her connection to this whole story. She's the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. This is what Luke tells us. So the name Anna is sometimes translated to Hannah, and it connects her to the other famous Hannah of the Old Testament, where she presents her son Samuel in the temple to God. Samuel would go on to lead Israel, as Jesus now will lead Israel and the rest of the world to salvation, her father's name was Phanuel, which literally means "face of God." It's af- is, it is as if Luke's gospel is pointing us to see Jesus as the face of God, Phanuel in the flesh. And the tribe of Asher is also important symbolically because it's considered one of the lost tribes of Israel. So now God has come to bring back all of those who are lost and to restore the 12 tribes into the unity of the one church, the body of Christ. Anna's age also represents a sort of bringing to completion of God's work in the world through Jesus. Anna in her old age, like Israel, has come to a fullness of her time. 84 is what Luke said, how old she was. And this represents the fullness of God's people. You take the 12 tribes, that number 12 and the number 7, which is the number of creation, right? God creates everything in seven days. Multiply those, you get 84. A number of completion. So Jesus sums up the tribes and creation by offering himself as the starting point the fulfillment of time, salvation, and our human identity. Because Jesus is our genealogy and our source of true familial ties. Luke's particular description of the prophet Anna helps us point to Christ, as we've seen, in a myriad of ways. And like any good prophet of the Bible, Anna is devout. She's disciplined in prayer. She is faithful to her practices of honoring God in the temple. And when she knows she's encountered God, she names him decisively. She's a woman of humility and a woman of boldness. The text also tells us that she was a widow for quite some time, meaning she wasn't attached to any man. She served God as a single woman. So to all my single sisters out here, God can use us too (laughs) in big ways. So friends, consider how you could be like Anna the prophet in this turn of our season of illumination. I wonder if you could name Christ's light in your world when you encounter him. I know this week I have seen Christ all around. From our siblings in Christ staying with us this week, who are made in the image of God, to the many of groups who have helped helped us shelter and feed and clothe and connect our friends to resources. Christ is right here, friends. You are the light of Christ, St. Paul's and how you show up for the most vulnerable amongst us. Our friends upstairs and here tonight are the light of Christ, for they give us the opportunity to encounter our Savior in the light of their eyes and the smile in their faces. I pray in your encounters you would see Christ and name him, because the light of the world is It's so bright and I promise once you start looking for it, you won't help but see it everywhere you go.